You're listening to The Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, a creative entrepreneur, and a manifestation expert. Over the last decade, I have inspired millions of people all over the world about emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart-based healing. So in this show, every single week, I'm going to deliver you a brand new dose of inspiration to connect with the magic of the universe and to manifest your dreams. Are you ready? This is going to be fun. Let's get started. Hello there and welcome back to today's episode of the Manifest Podcast. It's so great to be here with you. Today I have a very important and highly popular topic. I get messages all the time from you guys asking me to re-explore and revisit the theme of intention. So today's topic is this, seven powerful tips for intention setting. And the key thing to remember when it comes to intention setting is that it is amplifying the energy that you put into your visions, into your desires, that makes the biggest difference. So today I'll be going through each of those seven elements to help you optimize the intention setting process. So I was scrolling through Facebook today. I don't spend much time on Facebook other than when I am connecting with my various communities. And sometimes these memories pop up on my personal Facebook profile. I love looking at them. I love how Facebook has encapsulated that element, even though there's lots of things about Facebook I don't care for. <laughs> there are lots of things that I, I love because it is almost like a reminder that so much time has passed since I first signed up. I think it was, oh my gosh, 14 years ago now. Anyway, I found this photo that I, I posted on Instagram that was 11 years ago, 11 years ago. And it was a picture of Sean leaning in to kiss me. If you want to look for yourself, go to Instagram and, and check it out. I am at Sarah Prout. And the photo taken 11 years ago was when I was living in Australia. And I looked at it and I saw that so much time had passed because we looked like babies. Uh, Sean was 25 at the time that photo was taken and I was 30. And that particular time, Sean was staying with me for about three months to see if our relationship would work out. And, you know, there were so many ups and downs. I was recovering from being in a marriage for 10 years, being married to somebody else and, and how that um, how that alters your perception of a reality, especially if it was a dysfunctional and toxic relationship. So I was always in battle mode. You may have heard me talk about that before, that I had to learn how to accept and welcome love into my life. And I had manifested that. So I had done some work to get there, but to sustain that manifestation took a lot of behind the scenes therapy and working on, you know, managing my emotions and all of the things that I teach today, I actually had to do the work to get to this specific point. So looking back on this, this photo from 11 years ago, it, it started 
sparking the ideas around intention setting and how setting very powerful intentions back then for how we wanted our journey to unfold together was really the key piece that fueled the manifestation. So I'm going to share a little bit more about that before I dive into the seven powerful tips for setting intentions. So in this photo, and if you haven't already pulled it up, have a look at it. It's two kids that obviously really love each other, but in that photo, we have no clue what we're doing. And even worse was the the really overwhelming sense of uncertainty because we didn't know whether we could actually sustain our relationship. It's not that we didn't want to. It's that applying for immigration when someone is from another country and Sean was living in the US and he made the decision that he would like to try and live with me in Australia at the time. Little did we know we'd end up in the US. But anyway, that's a story for another day. The fact that applying for permanent residency in Australia costs thousands upon thousands of dollars. And at that time, I didn't have any money. I was living on welfare. Uh, I was paying as much debt as I could off my credit card, which was $30,000 at that time. And I honestly didn't think that I could pay it off. And all of a sudden, love found me from the other side of the world. And we met on Twitter. It was like a, a light bulb going off. We just fell in love and we knew that there was something to explore with this relationship, but we didn't understand what back then. However, we both made the intention that being separated, being apart was not an option. So we declared that to the universe. We set that powerful intention because it was built on the foundation of our love. Even though it wasn't a perfect love, it was a messy love. There was a lot of expectations and dreams that had to change and morph and there were a lot of rules that had to be broken and so many things that go together to forming a sacred union had to be dismantled so the space was there to build from. But it all began with an intention. So we knew that it would cost thousands and I think it was like $5,000 to apply for residency for Sean. And like I said, we were so broke, but we loved each other and we never, ever lost sight of our intention to manifest and build a life together. So you've heard me talk about this before, that Sean had a very similar background to me in his love for the law of attraction and manifestation. And we both had an interest and a passion in learning about digital marketing and um, uh, online business skills and all of that kind of thing. So we, we merged our skills together to create the first iteration of our business. And that was really what got us over the first hurdle. Over the Within the first 12 months, we were able to turn a profit. We were able to call up the welfare office and say, hey, people, you can keep your checks now because we have created a sustainable business. Or so we thought. But I mean, going from living on less than $10 a day to generating, I think we did $80,000 in our first year of business. And then in our second year of business, we did a quarter of a million dollars in, in revenue even though it wasn't a sustainable model by any means, we thought that we had cracked the code to abundance. <laughs> and then that was when we had to figure out and reinvent our business over and over again. And this is a very common thing for entrepreneurs, that they believe that the business that they create in the, bit, in the beginning of their journey is the business that they will be sustaining 10 years down the track. And that's never the case. You won't have the same website. You won't have the same branding. You won't even have the same customers. So in the beginning, Sean and I worked so hard. Some days we worked 17-hour days straight. 
Like there weren't that many breaks. We were glued to our computer screens, serving our clients, creating the projects, doing everything, wearing so many different hats. And during that time, we worked hard. We kept believing. We attracted the right clients and we created a successful publishing company, a self-publishing company. And within that, we experienced a lot of success and we also experienced the very steep learning curve of failure. But every step of the journey, every step, we were called to practice the essence of what we teach. And that is this, to navigate uncertainty, to process our emotions, to trust the timing and to actually walk the talk, which means connecting to the universe. And in our nearly 12 years together now, we have manifested an incredible journey together and I'm happy to say a successful business. Life is radically different to the two kids that met in Brisbane, Australia and lived on Noosa in a tiny little apartment together (laughs) with my two kids, Thomas and Olivia. And then we moved back down to Melbourne and slowly but surely every year tended to expand just a little bit more, a little bit more in terms of our vision and what we were able to welcome into our lives in terms of abundance. But it wasn't until 2015. So remember, our journey started together in 2010. It wasn't until 2015 that we had our first profitable million dollar year. And that continued to, to grow and to blossom and to evolve with the, the blessings and the lessons. And so, yes, I know I began this story with, I didn't know how I was going to pay the immigration fees for Sean to come to Australia, but we manifested that money. He got accepted and then we made the decision to move to the States and then the process was reversed. So we had to figure out how to create a sustainable income here in the US, which we were able to do. And that is a story for another day. But the key thing to remember under all, all of the external success and the the external failure is the intention. So who would have thought that two kids that met on Twitter from opposite ends of the planet would create so much from nothing but an idea, one idea, and an internet connection. And this proves that if you have the intention and the vision, then the universe will support your bravery. I am yet to see this not supported, this theory. It, w- it happened when I left my first marriage, the day I decided that I'd haven't had enough. It was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. The universe supported me and sent me signs of alignment. Um, th- there's other intricacies, so many layers of emotional alchemy that need to take place when you're on a journey to manifest your dreams, which loops me back around to intention. Intention is everything. It's the key to manifestation. It's the first step on your journey. And I have more to share with you on this topic after these short messages. So as a powerful manifester, just remember the key thing to do before you begin any project, before you cast any vision for what you are calling into your reality, you have to set an intention. You have to take the time to get clear about what it is that you are wanting to manifest. So here we go. Seven powerful tips for setting intentions. You're going to love this because I've spoken about this before, but I feel like there's more texture and more layers to add into this topic and into this theme. So the thing that I get asked the most is how do I begin to manifest my intentions and where do I begin and start my journey? Like I said, number one is this. 
Get clear about what you really want to create. So the magic of the universe always begins to respond to your requests the very instant, the very instant <laughs> you you spark a conversation, you spark that that dream idea. The universe works behind the scenes to start aligning those desires. So even if you have like a subtle twinge or hunch or gut feeling of, hmm, maybe, maybe I want to manifest that for myself. Maybe I want to apply for that job. Maybe I want to ask that person out on a date. Maybe I want to paint that picture that I've always thought that I wanted to paint. As soon as you begin to have those ideas of intention, the universe begins conspiring in your favor to manifest that in the non-physical realm. It is like a 3D printer back there. And it's so important to remember that when you are clear about what you want, you can ask specifically for what it is that you want. Because how often, how many of you can relate to this, that many times you ask the universe for something and you might get something else instead, that you don't feel like the universe has really heard you. But it's because you're not communicating with the universe in a specific way designed to get results. So the key point here is to set time aside to list out all of the things you want, specifically focusing on how you want to feel, what you want to experience. And the more specific and detailed you can be with this process, the better, right? Because you are literally ordering from the cosmic catalog of the universe, Okay, so let's dive into the second powerful tip here, and it is this. Visualize your desired outcome. Because the field of infinite potential is always there in your mind's eye for you to play with and have some fun. As an example, if you want to manifest your dream home, you need to visualize what it will feel like to actually be in your home, in your kitchen, living in this space, imagining the textures and the fragrances and the the vibe and the overall mood of this future environment. This is how you close that gap between intention to manifestation. Because as soon as you do this, the universe, as I said, begins to bring the magic. And if you can't see it, if you can't feel it, And let's just say you're not that good at imagining things or picturing things in your mind. That's okay. But you can still feel, you know what it's like to be in an environment and what that feels like that is happy, that is vibrant, that is safe, that is nurturing and cozy. You know what that feels like. Focus on that feeling. That is also a form of visualization. And then your imagination is really only limited by whatever you have the faculty to conjure up in your mind's eye. Think big, really think outside of your comfort zone. Don't go with the seeds of doubt. Go with the beautiful tall trees of infinite possibility. And the third tip here is one of my favorites. (laughs) I love this one. It's allow space to process your emotions. You have to allow space to process how you're feeling because it seems like we're getting really good as a society of numbing out, of ignoring our feelings, of scrolling Facebook, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, or spending losing time on TikTok or any of those other online platforms where it's a distraction from really asking yourself this question, how do I feel right now? Emotions and feelings are the code that the universe is responding to in order to construct the fabric of your reality. So as a human being, 
you're definitely going to have some crappy days. That is unavoidable. And events that happen that test your faith, that train you to be really strong and resilient. We're not designed to always have happy, happy, joy, joy days all the time. So the key point to remember is to allow space to have negative emotions to be released and processed with compassion. However, when you get into that space of dwelling on them, that's when you want to you know, mix it up a little bit and go into your gratitude practice and switch your focus to joy. And I've spoken about this a lot, the fact that the words, the three words strung together, good vibes only, are dangerous. And that's because it's not allowing the space that you need as a human being to process your emotions. So we've spoken now about how allowing space to process your emotions when it comes to intention setting is incredibly important. But here's the fun stuff. Number four here is try as many different rituals and methods as possible. So I've been a transformation coach and manifesting teacher now for over a decade. I've been studying spirituality for, I want to say, 22 years. And what I've loved to see is that different people respond to different ways and methods to connect with the universe and with their intentions very differently. So your intention setting process might be that you have um, sticky notes for instance, and you like to write your intentions down on sticky notes and put them up around your house or in places that you'll see them. Another thing that people love to do is do list setting processes or my intention setting process and worksheet where you can print that out and it asks you and moves you through the journey of what you want to be, do and have and specifically focusing on how you want to feel. And then there's new moon rituals, which are great for setting intentions or burning sage or sitting with your favorite crystals. But here's the thing. You need to find whatever works for you when it comes to the intention setting process, as well as the time that you want to do it. Because some people just reserve intention setting for setting their New Year's goals, dreams, wishes and desires. That's how I started this whole journey. It was really a once a year process for me. And then I realized the benefits of doing it quarterly so you can revisit your intentions and keep them. So I love, absolutely love to write down my intentions and keep them because it becomes a living document of what you have created and what you've been through. So you may have heard me mention before that I keep journals and I love looking back on those journals to see some of the big dreams that I had back then and how they naturally expand over time. This is a fascinating process. So for me, I remember writing down that I wanted my ultimate dream goal in life was to earn $100,000 a year. That was my dream. If I did that, I knew that I would never want for anything. I would never be struggling. I would not feel you know, like I wasn't successful in any way. And when I had <laughs> consistently $100,000 months, I knew that this manifestation process and setting intentions really worked. And I don't say that lightly. And I def- definitely don't say it to brag. That's not the type of person I am. But I tell you this to remind you to believe in magic, to believe in the power of setting intentions, because if you don't ask, you can't receive. I'm going to say that one again. If you don't ask, you can't receive. So, like I said, I don't like bragging, but I'm going to toot my own horn here because I feel like this really illustrates some of the ways in which intention setting works that I feel like I somewhat cracked the code (laughs) with the manifestation process. And this is something you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about 
in upcoming episodes and online events that I'm hosting very soon. So here's just like a high level overview of some of the things that I've manifested. This is great if you're new to the show and you don't know what I've experienced or what I have managed to manifest. So you may have guessed by now that I manifested and married my soulmate. Uh, We met on Twitter. That's a long story for another day. I manifested a million dollar business. And I've made millions of dollars over the last decade. Uh, I manifested miracle babies after having five miscarriages in a row. I've had six miscarriages. And I'm sorry for those of you that don't like hearing me say the word miscarriage. I've had a few messages from people saying, Sarah, you talk about having your miscarriages too much. Okay, so what is the appropriate amount of times I can reference my story and my journey to encourage other people that have been through loss, that it's not a taboo subject that needs to be hidden away, right? I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I manifested um, moving from Australia to Las Vegas and to the Hamptons. I kind of split my time right now. I'm in the Hamptons right now. I lived in the Hamptons for three months last year. Uh, It's incredible to be able to have the flexibility to do that. I manifested uh, two multiple six-figure international book deals, which I absolutely am so grateful for, for writing Dear Universe, which has been translated now into, I think, eight or nine different languages and Be the Love, which is coming out in May 2022. And by the way, if you haven't pre-ordered your copy yet, go to sarahprout.com forward slash BTL, or you can look it up on Amazon. It's available for pre-order there. Uh, I manifested sharing my story with the world. Uh, I partnered with Goldcast and my video went viral and it's been seen now by, I think, 68 million people, which is more than the population of Australia, Hong Kong and Sweden combined. But here's the thing meaningful manifestation, which is what I teach. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the external appearances. It's about the freedom and the feeling and the journey and the laughter that happens. So for instance, uh, before I got to work today, I had a jacuzzi out in the sunshine, out on this beautiful wooden deck here at this incredible house that we're renting in the Hamptons right now. And I cracked a joke and my husband was literally on his knees laughing so much. We share laughter all the time. That to me is the most meaningful manifestation. And it's the most meaningful manifestation that's been with us for the entire journey. When we could only afford $2 Slurpees for dinner from 7-Eleven, we were laughing in the same way that we are now. And I want you to remember that because the journey isn't about getting to a specific destination and going, oh, I've made a million dollars now. It's not that at all, because even with the the appearance of success on the outside behind the scenes, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens that nobody knows about. Like I've, I've spoken a little bit about it, battling with depression and anxiety behind the scenes and issues within my family that I can't really talk about, but sometimes do. <laughs> uh, but it is... It's a journey. It's a journey. The joy and the uncertainty can simultaneously exist. And it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a good manifesting teacher if I just glossed over all of the stuff that has to happen because you're a human being. There are ups and there are downs and they coexist. And it's beautiful once you get out of like reactive mode of everything's not working out right now. Okay, so that was number four. Let's go into number five now. 
which is to meditate, use affirmations, go with the flow and get out of your own way. So this is really another key element to focus on every step of the journey when it comes to setting powerful intentions to be aware of your energy and of your vibration because when you experience those doubts and those fears or the days of anxiety or depression which happen from time to time, you almost make yourself more prepared to cope with those times because you can see them happening as almost visitors that move through your experience rather than just sticking around all the time and constructing who you believe that you are. So the way to rewire your awareness of what's possible in the intention setting process is to hone in on your inner landscape. Uh, I was doing Tai Chi yesterday and looking up a lot of the online tutorials and it says that it is an inner martial art and I really like that and I believe that affirmations and meditation are exactly the same it is taking the external noise of the world and processing it within so that you are better prepared to cope with the energetic demands of the outside environment number six is remember the power of collective energy especially when you're setting intentions so surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded kindred spirits that are all on the adventure with you is going to help you a lot because if you're surrounded by negative nancies and party poopers then that's really going to rain on your parade because it can sometimes sabotage and take you off track now it's not their responsibility to make you happy and no one can make you feel a specific way, but there is such a thing as being an empath, which I know so many of you out there are and can relate to that. And so when you feel like you're in the wrong environment, when you're not surrounded by the inspiration and the support you need, it can really be draining, especially when you're setting powerful intentions. So remember the power of collective energy and where you choose to spend your time and who you choose to spend it with. And here's number seven, lucky last on the list of the seven powerful tips for setting intentions. And I hope you're enjoying this. I really love exploring these themes and these topics. Number seven is this, enjoy the journey and hold space for the magic. Because when you're always waiting to close the gap between your intentions to your manifestation, you're missing out on the point. The point is to enjoy every step of the journey. It's about the journey and the destination. So when you set that intention from the moment that you do that, you're on this crazy wild adventure where you're looking for signs. The universe is delivering you signs. You are uh, in a constant state of flow and expectancy and then managing and navigating the doubt, the fear and the uncertainty. And so there are so many insights that unfold, key pieces of wisdom, signs and synchronicities, and they're all proof. It's all a beautiful piece of reassurance that you are on the right path because there is no wrong path and that being on an intention setting journey, ultimately on a manifestation journey, makes your life better. It makes it more interesting. It keeps you in that space of feeling alive and connected to the field of infinite potential. So I hope you loved this episode today. I loved sharing it with you. I love sharing with you some of my stories of what I've experienced throughout my own journey and how I've manifested a lot of great things. But the joy, the true joy of my work as a manifestation teacher is to see you thrive and see you succeed. So share with me your success stories. I love to hear them, whether it's a DM that you send me over on Instagram or you write a review for this podcast and you share some of your thoughts with me. I always appreciate and love that as well. 
this is a community and I am just so honored to be here to facilitate this law of attraction spirituality adventure for you. So thank you so much for being here. I love you guys a lot. Bye for now. And I can't wait to connect with you again very soon.